Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. And I'm Megan Rogel. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. I um, I want to talk today about various American celebrities. <laughs> yes. That. They go at each other, mm-hmm. trying to convince each other that the other is correct, when really it's just a hobbit arguing for a hobbit <laughs> way, and an elf hobbit arguing for an elf way. And part of what I thought this up and why I want to talk about it is a very hilarious um, Instagram feed by the author Glennon Doyle, is American author, um, and social rights activist Hmm. and thought provoker who is a elf with fairy rising almost Hmm. i'd say Hmm. i don't know glennon as well you're gonna have to take this one and she's married to abby wambach Mm -hmm. who is an american soccer player Mm -hmm. and her creds are many Uh, many she Won everything. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like MVP of the world. Kind of. yeah, she's MVP of the world. MVP was MVP of the soccer world, for sure. Um, she has won numerous awards. She played on the Olympic team, mm-hmm. the women's Olympic team. She played on like, the U.S. Mm-hmm. national team. She has, um, they have a franchise of, of female soccer, professional female soccer that's pretty new. Mm. Anyways, these are... Well known, it's a well known American league couple. And recently, um, on the Instagram account, um, Glennon filmed Abby having a bit of a tantrum or an inquiry, let's say, an <laughs> impassioned inquiry in the bathroom <laughs> of their master suite um, about Glennon's sink. Versus Abby Sink <laughs> and the towel rack. And it went something like um, Abby looking over at Glennon's sink, of which the toothpaste was squished out of the tube. <laughs> and um, the tap, the cap was not on. And the toothbrush, electric toothbrush, was covered and dripping <laughs> in old <laughs> toothpaste bits. And over on Abby's side, <laughs> it was well capped. The, to- the same, uh, you know, same brand of toothpaste was capped and clean and ordinary. Mm-hmm. And her electric toothbrush was clean <laughs> and at the thing, as well as like a clear surface. <laughs> and um, so the first video was that. And it was Abby saying, do you look at my sink <laughs> and wish yours looked like that? Which was <laughs> passive aggressive language to say, why is yours so fucking messy? What the fuck is going on? And Glennon arguing that it's like ineffective and inefficient. <laughs> why would I spend time? Why would I spend time putting cap on the toothpaste? I'm gonna just use it later. I'm just gonna use it later. <laughs> I just I'm just using my toothbrush. And Abby fighting, like, look at how disgusting that is. And you put that in your mouth. And, like, why wouldn't you just, every time you squeeze your toothpaste, put the cap on? (laughs) And then you don't waste the toothpaste. So both of them were sort of arguing for efficiency (laughs) (laughs) and um, effectivity. Mm -hmm. But one was very hobbity and one was very healthy. And Mm -hmm. can you guess (laughs) which is which? And so it was really funny. So I was looking at it and being like, oh, gosh, if they only knew one was a hobbit, one was an elf. Mm -hmm. And they would stop. Trying to get the other to be like them. And ultimately, the the thing that happens a lot in a lot of people's relationships is they looking for compromise between these two pathways. Mm -hmm. Where it is unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> because Glennon's way is perfect for her elf system, meaning she is in an idea 
and she's a brilliant visionary with a lot of phenomenal ideas. Mm -hmm. She's in an idea. She's in a thought. She's thinking it through. She doesn't care. She doesn't mm -hmm. have time or care. And she gets her teeth brushed. <laughs> What's the issue? Mm -hmm. And Abby, who is moving through space tactfully, touching and using sensation, mm -hmm. is squeezing the tube, putting it on her toothbrush, brushing her teeth, cleaning it up afterwards, and feeling like I'm projecting that that's the thorough brushing of one's teeth mm -hmm. that then and very oriented the f to the form the whole time very form -based. oriented to how the toothbrush looks to the exact amount of toothpaste coming out of the tube um that that's what we notice as a habit and so it sort of looks like one is like it just to a elf abby's way just feels like effort mm -hmm. and it's to the abby Glennon's way feels like effort, like, like it's such a mess. And so, um, like if it were me, oh, that would really bother me <laughs> to have a mess on my countertop. You know, I'm a little elf rising, so I'm, I'm cool with it. My, my toothbrush is not pristine, but you know, if I had all the time in the world and, and, uh, and it was, I was in complete alignment, I would probably have Abby's sink situation. <laughs> and I I had this situation because I went camping once with my one of my dear friends who was a hobbit. And in the cooler, I took the foods out in and out the way Glennon would do her toothpaste <laughs> and toothbrush. And the hobbit was being infuriated because she was using the same cooler and even the same foods and was like the, the argument to me was this is so much effort. Yes. You you've opened the hot dog packages and mm -hmm. hot dog juice has gone into the <laughs> cooler and there are other things in the cooler getting hot dog juice. And I'm gonna be cleaning the cooler later for sure. <laughs> for which sure. the elf will never, never. clean it. <laughs> I won't clean it before the next camping trip. <laughs> like, yes, I won't. Yes. And the hot dogs are not in a Ziploc and they're not sealed <laughs> and the package is just open. It's sitting there. And <laughs> yeah, because the elf is moving with efficiency and we're, and that's it. <laughs> and it's fine. And it's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. Yes. Both are totally fine. And with the compromise, you have a lose-lose situation where we're trying to, you know, find a middle ground. Which middle is ground sucks. effort in both cases. Yes. So Abby has to come into the middle zone mm -hmm. and put effort on her natural rhythm. Yes. And Glennon has to come into the middle and put effort on her natural way. And both are kind of being schooled. Mm-hmm. As if there was a way. As if there's a right or a wrong way. To do this instead of the simplicity of, I mean, it's already there for them. They have two different sinks. Yes. If you didn't have two sinks, you could have two sides Absolutely. of the sink. And if you didn't have a story, there's a lot of freedom there. There's just a ton be of freedom. Be yourself. Do your thing. Do your thing. If yeah. you're sharing a cooler, <laughs> <laughs> you can have different sides of the cooler, but why not have two separate coolers? Like really what we needed mm -hmm. in the camping trip was two different coolers. And we're advocating for this all the time with our clients is separate rooms in the house, you know, that you have each, every person gets their own room or part of a room. Yes. Um, that we have space, space to move with our authentic way and our authentic rhythm. We live in a world that always thinks harmony mm -hmm. is this togetherness we're all doing one thing together thing. And that is an inaccurate and actually not very skillful mm -hmm. solution to harmony. Mm -hmm. And this is particularly true about parents with their children. Yeah. Poor children, because they don't get enough, they don't have enough agency in their own lives to live independently mm -hmm. or to have independence. And then there's parents constantly putting those children together. Mm -hmm. And then they constant the kids are fighting. Mm -hmm. And it's like, of course. This of isn't course. true for either of them, for any of you. Neither of them. The, the they parents they don't even like each other. Mm -hmm. They are not friends. Mm -hmm. And there's a story of like, then that is so much disharmony. It can't be 
we can't accept that. We yes. can't allow that. And it won't work. It won't work together. Yeah. It's like, oh, it absolutely works. It works a lot better than what than the compromise does. You could be two sisters who did not even like each other, mm-hmm. and it would be fine. You can have different rooms. If you didn't mm-hmm. have different rooms in your house, you could have different parts of the room. Mm-hmm. And they could independently interact with their parents. Mm -hmm. And given that spaciousness, find that there was some real right action Mm -hmm. that the two should not be friends. They could, they might be, if, if they, given enough space, most humans, including even in a family, they'll find a way to connect, but to connect authentically. To connect authentically. That's a nice story. And, and I think that that is the, the 90% of the story mm-hmm. would go that way. But I'm going to talk about that 10% where it's like, oh, one of my child is an introvert mm-hmm. and she is uh, quite empathic and sensitive. My other child is incredibly extroverted and is rather disconnected to subtle things. And when the two are being pushed together, my inch, my sensitive introvert always gets overrun mm-hmm. every single time. And it's stunting her development in herself. Mm-hmm. And so by so the the beautiful natural organic movement is that they are not friends mm-hmm. and they need separate space and maybe always and in that space the extrovert who is not particularly sensitive can fully develop mm-hmm. and the introvert can but by playing mediator where you try to give equal airtime to both but it, but it it's not happening because they're in developmental phases. They're not mm-hmm. adults that are fully mature in themselves, mm-hmm. and therefore we're looking for the same page. Mm-hmm. They are developmentally still trying to express themselves, and you're compromising their expressions, mm-hmm. stunting their development mm-hmm. by trying to force this inauthentic mm-hmm. harmony when harmony is that they aren't friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do their own thing. But to the to the Glennon and Abby situation, what we're talking about is these two are really skilled at compromise mm-hmm. and process. And when then the culture really backs that up. We we so value compromise. It is nothing to value. And there's nothing, there's no win. You mm-hmm. just put effort mm-hmm. towards brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. And then this there was a follow-up Instagram about towels <laughs> and uh, Abby being like, this is my towel and it's dry and it's clean. Mm-hmm. And Abby being like, who decided you, you have your own towel? <laughs> Who picked that? <laughs> and 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 Abby pointing to these areas that Glennon has towels, and Glennon saying, "But it's so far away." <laughs> Even though it's just three steps away, to a hobbit, the three steps is efficient. To mm-hmm. an elf, it's so fucking far away. It might as well you that <laughs> towel could be in Tibet because I'm at the shower here. And I want the towel here. And I don't care if the towel's dry. I don't care if the towel's clean. And it doesn't occur to me that those would matter to you. Because it matters so little to me. Yeah. It it it, it it's not it would be nice if mm-hmm. it was dry and clean, but not nicer than having to walk across the room wet and cold to get it. <laughs> Give me a break. Because, in fact, it's going to take me two seconds to dry off, put clothes on, and go solve this issue. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the refugee problem in the United States. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually care about drying off with the, you know. And the hobbit is just is feeling every sensation on the body of the, the towel and if had the cotton content and if it's fluffy and um and taking the time to dry and really enjoying the process and rebooting their whole system <laughs> for the morning with that shower and with that towel. So it's essential and efficient because if I don't get my towel just right, you know, what my days, my days up Shit's Creek. Yes. So, so don't compromise those. Systems. Don't compromise. Them. No. Mm-mm. And and that's okay. So then we also want to talk about Crystalia and Brian Callen. Oh yes, these American comedians. These Americans. These guys. So a couple of favorite uh, stand up or a couple of favorite comedians, Brian stand up, Chris's improv. Um Crystalia and Brian Callen, good friends, um give each other shit constantly. And 
they're, Chris is a dwarf and Brian's an elf. So we've talked before about these are real opposite signs. <laughs> um, totally can be friends. If you think of, if you have seen Lord of the Rings, Legolas the elf and Gimli the dwarf um, were kind of enemies at first. And then they became sort of bantering good friends. And I, we often think like <laughs> between or elves and dwarves, that's going to be their best bet is to be respecting respectful, good friends, and maybe a little bit of teasing because they're so different. So I think of Chris and Brian as actually in a real sweet spot where there's no compromise as friends. They just enhance each other. If you're looking on Instagram while we're talking, yeah. Brian Callen, C-A-L-L-E-N. And Chris D'Elia, D apostrophe E-L-I-A. And on Chris D'Elia's Instagram, most recently he, he um, posted a little a little snippet with he and Brian from his podcast. Um, and it's called Lifeline is his podcast he does with his brother. Very good little elf and dwarf interaction there. Um so <laughs> they tease your starter constantly because they just move in their lives so differently. Um, and Chris is a very typical dwarf. He likes his routine. He likes his principles. He drinks like four black coffees a day. He goes to the same exact coffee shop. He orients to his, his family as comes first. And he likes a little flash in his clothes. <laughs> in this recent episode, <laughs> a lot of good jewelry like yeah. that metal, right? The metal. That, he's got a big fancy metal watch. He's got a gold, like a silver chain, silver, like a big clunky platinum. silver chain. A kind of garish, you know, brand name like fancy uh, brand name T-shirt, <laughs> ripped jeans, a lot of tattoos. He's got a tattoo on his neck that drove Brian crazy. <laughs> um, As neck tattoos tend to do most of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but not the dwarf, not the dwarf. He's just, um, he's going for that sexy badass thing. So, so they, the, one of the things that they tease each other about, and I just, it's top of mind is the clothes. So <laughs> Brian as an elf goes for efficiency in his clothing. He wears basically the same jeans every day, the same tennis shoes. He, he likes, he's really uh, athletic. He likes to um, box and, and jog and dance and these different things. And he just wants clothes that he can move in basically. And that can be on his floor in the morning and he can just pop on. And elves, can be very stylish. Yeah. Now, obviously, dwarves think they're stylish, mm -hmm. and humans think they're stylish, and hobbits think they're stylish. And hobbits think they're stylish, um, but like elves will be more a little on trend. Like they're actually pretty fashion forward and we're stylish in the not in the kind trend because trend is really trend humans. is humans and fairies, but and fairies. What elves are is more like classic, classic style. fashion. Yeah, classic fashion. If you think of like. The Italians, like, high bar of fashion where you have, like, you only have three shirts, two pants. Like a Coco Chanel or yeah, something. Yeah, so you only have mm -hmm. these basics, but the basics are so fucking gorgeous and so perfectly tailored to you. And... Like that's elf style. We'll say it's it's about form and function, and that it's just it's going to be functional and well made, and and built to last. Really classic looking or um, cool, have real cool aesthetic to it. Although Often, some elves can, can sometimes can care less because they're just not they're not bothered. Like they'll they'll have cool clothes, but they'll often like Brian's t shirt was from the floor that day because he didn't really care. Oh, from yeah. the floor, yeah. <laughs> but it's a cool shirt. It's a cool shirt, although yeah. yeah, no, no, no. It's definitely coming from the floor. It hasn't been washed. We don't smell that much to begin with as elves, and so it'll be wrinkled. Like that stuff doesn't bother us, right? So we're not talking stylish and classic, as in like clean and iron. <laughs> we talking. are talking in terms of like walking the runway this season <laughs> mm -hmm. um not trendy but like i don't even know the language the, the classic is. is the right word it's it's the it's the style that's built to last like yeah and we'll say that like fairies it's a head turner it's, it's head gonna turner. have a vibration of cool very mm -hmm. cool mm -hmm. and it's gonna have a lot of our artistry to it yeah and if, it's often usually pretty simple. It's not going to have yeah. a lot of fuss and a lot of pleats, no a lot of fuss. bedazzled, do you know? Easy on, easy off, yeah. easy to clean, irrelevant if it doesn't clean. And it'll stay in fashion for like five years. We'll say or that like- stay in fashion forever. Or stay in fashion forever. Yeah. And it's going to be like black <laughs> or so, blue. Simple. 
Solid colors. Or it could be an all white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not, uh, yeah, it's not, you don't have a closet full of, we often laugh because Megan's a hobbit. And so to an elf, it seems like she needs three or four closets <laughs> because an elf needs a dresser <laughs> or a duffel bag. <laughs> also a wicker basket would do. <laughs> we do not need a closet. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> it's a waste of space. It's inefficient. It's a lot. And also most of our stuff is on the floor <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so it's irrelevant. But going back to Crystalia. So Brian Callen is dressed in elf clothes. Simple, clean lines. Yes. Classic. Appropriate to what he's doing. Yes. And also stylish in the sense of cool and classic. Cool and classic. Um and so Chris will tease him that he, in one episode, that he's basically wearing little boy clothes. <laughs> his joke is, what little boy is freezing because you stole his whole outfit? <laughs> and because Chris is on trend and he's got flash and it's... Um, bling, he's got bling the bling and, and, the and brand names and, and what's cool and what's, you know... jeans and that. Yes, it's very dwarfy. It's, 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 it hits with a heavy hand. Whereas Brian doesn't, it's like... He doesn't, it's, it's, it's not about the clothes. It's a t-shirt, jeans. <laughs> t-shirt and jeans. Sneakers. So, I mean, they go back and forth, uh, like, uh, just hilariously. And Brian will, like, look at Chris's chain around his neck, and it literally physically make him itch. Like, he can, he could just feel, like, a heavy chain around my neck. How, what? You know, take it off right now. This is just offensive. Who would ever wear that? Why would you ever wear it? He can't understand it to save his life. And that, to him, would be the effort. It'd be it's an enormous effort. effort to put that... Those rings and that belt yes. and that chain. And, those. and also to be so, to an elf, garish mm -hmm. with the bright tennis shoes and, and the, the bright yes. collars and the ripped jeans to be garish. To take that much time on your own. Yes. And it, Ugh. Yes, yes. But to the dwarf, it's it, he's Brian's not cool. He's not hip. He's actually just way behind the times. He's not uh, keeping up. And and why why wouldn't you spend so much time on your shoes and your cool outfit and your chain? Because to 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 Chris, that's that's the way he expresses himself. And it would be effort. It'd be a lot of effort to that dwarf to just put on a simple, well fitting pair of jeans. A yeah. very simple T-shirt. In fact, you know, Brian might have four or five of that exact same T-shirt. Mm -hmm. It's an excellent cut. It fits really well. Mm -hmm. It hides stains beautifully. <laughs> and that's all I need. I mm -hmm. don't require one more. I mean, we're minimalists. Ourselves. Yes, you totally. Are, you know, again, a whole wardrobe fit just in a duffel bag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's fine between the duffel bag and the floor, or the wicker basket and the floor. What, like the isn't the closet a recording studio? <laughs> There's more efficient things you could do with a closet. <laughs> yes. Okay. So another couple American couple. We're so pro American. These few episodes. Yeah. We'll focus on Japan and China, <laughs> India. Although I don't know any Japanese celebrities. Korean. <laughs> um, Dave Chang is is an American. Mm-hmm. Um, who is a chef, an American chef, and who refuses to acknowledge <laughs> he's a chef. He thinks he's an entrepreneur. And he is, his origins are Korea. His parents were born in Korea. And um, he's a gnome. Mm -hmm. And um, grumpy, grumpy gnome. Grumpy gnome. A lot of that Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, the Eeyore character sort of vibe about Dave <laughs> um, and just excellently informed on all things because he is a gnome and a great chef, although call it to you, to his face and he'll spit on you and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you dare call him a chef. <laughs> um, and he fights himself. He absolutely fights the gnome in him. Yeah. He fights his own grumpiness, literally, pure self-hatred about mm. his own grumpiness, mm. even though that's no me. Mm -hmm. He fights himself on his need for more information mm -hmm. that he can't just answer something mm -hmm. or he can't just say something, you know, mm -hmm. that, that he requires more information to, <laughs> to weigh in. 
um, which he has an opinion about everything because he's well, well, well informed, particularly mm-hmm. around food. Um, but he'll just a lot of self-loathing about that, like argue himself out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really have a gnome who thinks he should be an elf. Yeah, exactly. And Dave potentially Chang. grew up around elves or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know where the elves come from because he's not he's not married to an elf. Mm-hmm. His parents weren't elfy. His mm-hmm. dad might have been. Yeah, because his dad was somewhat arrogant. I don't mm. know. I, I don't I think that we generally have an elf um eccentric elf <laughs> yes. world yeah that too. expects the speed of an elf mm-hmm. instead of the speed of a gnome mm-hmm. that expects the vision and mm-hmm. forefront and ideas mm-hmm. of a elf mm-hmm. instead of the um more the, the depth of execution and and uh an information and 360 view that a gnome can bring yeah so i see with dave you see the compromise in himself yeah where he's just constantly judging and compromising his own way. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking very out of turn here, I would say he talks about working with a coach and that coach is an elf and that mm-hmm. coach is definitely helping him to not be a gnome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear it. I mean, he, he talks about what his coach has said to him, whether or not that's directly what his coach said. I mm-hmm. don't know. And if it's just his interpretation, his filter. Mm. But there is this sense of be less grumpy, be more uplifted and smiley and mm. happy. Mm-hmm. And that's not the gnome way. No. And what an effort, an enormous effort in his system to try and be other. For any of us, for anything. For anything. <laughs> Good luck with that. And that's just the point. Mm-hmm. And it's... And the thing is, is that he is such a beautiful example of the beauty of Gnome. He mm-hmm. he is literally one of my favorite beings on the earth. I mm-hmm. don't even know him personally, but I mm-hmm. listen to his podcast. I watch every one of his shows. Yeah, she I loves him so much. Consumed. Yeah. Me- Megan made me for mm-hmm. Christmas a candle with Dave Chang's face on it, like a votive candle or like a and his what dimples, those, like a his beautiful candle. face. He yes. he loathes the way he looks, and he looks gnomey. Yes. Um, also, which, and I find him so beautiful. He, he just, one of my favorite beings and his, um, yeah. And you hear, you hear all the time in him, the fight of who mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. And you, it's not like you don't love the grumpiness. You love it all. Oh and yes. It's a, important. It's, it's important. essential because that's the gnome discernment. Discernment. That's so That he's important. really grumpy about other people compromising. Rest, yes. The restaurant and the food industry compromising. Yes. And he, he says no to the something like, and he's right. <laughs> he's, and he's right. Cause yeah. he's so well informed. Yes. And he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's so fantastic. And he has this, in this one episode of podcast, he went on this beautiful monologue for a good 10 minutes <laughs> on how to properly butter toast. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pure, delicious excellence. <laughs> it is absolutely the gold standard for buttering toast. And let's face it. Mm-hmm. Butter on toast is fantastic. Yes. It is delicious across the board. Everybody wants butter on toast. You all want it. I mean, we use it every day. Mm -hmm. It might seem ridiculous to spend 10 minutes talking about how to perfectly butter toast. Mm -hmm. It's not. No, although because an elf's never going to take the time. I think you no, no, want I to never, listen to him, but it's a better, it's an idea. It's an idea. So I'm going to spend 10 minutes listening yes. to him say how to do it and never, never. ever, <laughs> ever execute. Are you kidding? The time to butter toast like that. Are you kidding me? No oh my God. Way, the but amount she'll, of consume the, the, uh, she'll consume the idea. <laughs> I love the idea and the precision of it and the excellence of it. Um, yeah. And so if you're checking out Dave Chang, it's the Dave Chang podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and his oh, and restaurant. Yeah, if you want to get to know what a gnome people. really is, I mean, he's and just the way he's he is. Pure form. Pure, he's that's one of those super gnomes. Super gnome. Yep. Yeah. Pure form gnome. And the gnominess is so delicious and it's, and he fights it constantly trying to be an elf. And he also, he says all the time, I'm so stupid. He says, Mm. because he thinks that needing to gather information Mm. makes him stupid. Mm -hmm. He thinks that his ideas and his opinions 
are nothing because he needs all this information to garner his opinion. Mm -hmm. So he'll say constantly, I'm so stupid. It's because I'm so dumb mm. because I can't. And he's brilliant. Mm. And the level of intelligences he has mm. is so many intelligences. I mean, he runs like 19 restaurants <laughs> globally. And he's a, he also has blind. four mm -hmm. TV shows. <laughs> and he has an enormous advocacy for restaurants and yeah, restaurant yeah. workers. I mean, <laughs> he's helped so many other chefs start oh, their own restaurants. He's, and yeah, what he's known for so, oh is God. launching other chefs' careers. Yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah, they couldn't, the man couldn't be more skilled. He's and, so and intelligent. Mm -hmm. He's so intelligent a being. And um, he is constantly pointing to his authentic avatar mm -hmm. and thinking there's something wrong with it and yep. wishing to compromise that avatar system. Yeah. And um, drives us crazy. Drives us crazy. It's, I mean, the main reason we're doing this podcast, I would say. It's it just, is. It, it really is. It yeah. drove us to like, but I think the main reason <laughs> is Dak Shepard. <laughs> We're coming yes. out of the closet. Yes. Well, the main reason being we want everybody to get into alignment and we see the world and we see everybody struggling, right? And no one fighting himself. We love you. We love you. We and love we know what's you. possible for you. And we know what's possible for you in who you are. Yes. And you're, and we hate it when you're in the way of who you are. Yes. Yes. And here's the thing. So Dak Shepard, <laughs> an American celebrity, has a gorgeous podcast. What's it called? Again? Armchair Expert. Armchair Expert. He's married to a beautiful, stunning woman, Kristen Bell, who's an actress well-known for Anna. Anna. <laughs> and Frozen. And Frozen and the, the Good Place. And numerous, numerous things. Mm -hmm. Very, very skillful woman. And the world lauds them mm. as a super successful couple. Mm-hmm. And we are coming out of the closet to say <laughs> we loathe them no. as a couple. Yeah. We think they are a prime example of two people who would be better suited elsewhere. Yes. And they are putting an enormous compromise on their gorgeous, stellar, beautiful beings by constantly compromising in order to try to stay together. Because we value romantic relationship. Pretty much, they call it the number one false god on planet Earth. Yeah, we, so we will say that's more important than anything. And yeah. it is not. So we should we should unpack that a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, here. We should unpack this a bit. Romance has always a core belief called unworthy, don't belong, not loved. <laughs> <laughs> And that puts forward romance. When you, if you are absent or have healed huge layers of those things, and you simply feel very worthy, very loved, and very, you belong, mm -hmm. you do not seek romance. It creeps you out. It's disgusting. It doesn't mean that you don't love. In fact, mm -hmm. you probably love more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the love is there and you know it's everywhere mm -hmm. and you may or may not seek love, mm -hmm. but you do not seek romance. And the difference of the two is the culture. Mm -hmm. And so many cultures like really propagated by media, if you think of like Bo every Bollywood movie is every romantic about comedy, romance, yeah, every, every mm -hmm. American movie or North American movie, but if you go to Latin American countries and the more sort of disempowered the financials of a, of a country, so second world country or third world country, the more romance is lauded. Mm -hmm. it, it's deep because it's a second class citizen, deeper unworthy belief systems are playing in there from for socioeconomic reasons. And romance gets put on a pedestal and there's something wrong with you if you're not engaged in romance. And um, it is a entire it is, it is sort of fear-based. Seen as the answer to your unworthiness. Yeah. It's that the this solution. is what will make your unworthiness Worth, make you worthy. This will make me worthy. Yes. This will make me loved. This yeah. will make me uh, belong. Mm -hmm. And it's not true because if it's initiating from a lack story or a fear story, then it is in fact 
never going to quench itself because it's already an inaccuracy. It's like trying to eat the menu. It's yeah. not It's not a real thing. It's not a it's real thing. It's just a story. And most of our classes, and if this is a question of yours and you want to fight us about mm -hmm. it, feel free. Um, <laughs> most of the classes and, and most of our trainings and everything is looking at those belief systems, mm -hmm. exposing them, healing them out of your system, and using source energy and the energy of who and what you, you are to beautifully extract those um, um, splinters <laughs> out of your system mm -hmm. and, and release you mm -hmm. from the pain of those things. So romance, we have a way that we sort of call it a false god, a false idol mm -hmm. that you're own connection to the source of which you are will bring you home. Will really quench, <laughs> really quench your full it, beings. and yeah. will heal the, the problems and etc. Mm -hmm. And because you are this source, it is accessible, wildly accessible to you. And in our trainings, this is not an awakening training. This is not to mm -hmm. become enlightened. Then you can do it, <laughs> no. or anything. It's like you are source, and as source, this can happen no matter where your consciousness is sitting. Mm -hmm. um, so, but so the point is, it's a false god in the sense of it's this thing you can spend your entire life seeking that will never ever fulfill you, mm -hmm. and it's a false false idol. Mm -hmm. And so, rolling this back, I'm not saying that. Dax or Kristen are involved in a deep romantic story. I'm saying that the world projects a romantic story on them and holds them up very high as a successful example of process, compromise, mm -hmm. and making something work mm -hmm. that is organically and naturally not working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and how it works, like, so for instance, uh, and Dax will talk all the time in his podcast about these examples. And I remember there was a podcast in which he was speaking about just going to a movie. <laughs> Dax is an elf. <laughs> and as an elf, he wants to go to a movie. So he's going to, he loves cars. He loves fast cars. He loves classic, cool, <laughs> beautiful cars He's going to get in his classic and cool and beautiful car. He's going to drive very fast, elf speed, <laughs> to the movie. He's going to get into the movie with, smoothly with a huge flow. Eat his popcorn and watch the movie. Kristen is a hobbit. And as a hobbit, she's going to love all the four-legged creatures that are around her. <laughs> and she's to go to the same movie, she needs to pet the dogs <laughs> and the make sure the food is there and probably pack her own snacks. Pack some snacks. Mm -hmm. And she's slow, so she's getting out of the house quite slowly. And she wants to drive sensibly <laughs> through the streets and arrive at the movie and then have snacks. <laughs> <laughs> And get the, just the right seat. And get just the right seat <laughs> the right and the spot. right thing. And the he'll talk candidly on the podcast of the fight that pursues because they're looking for this compromise movement mm -hmm. for Kristen to leave her flow and join his somewhat. And there's an enormous pressure in Dax's world as he reports it for him to be other than him. In a very indirect way mm. in a way that they celebrate the vast improvements Dax tries to make every day mm. and in order to support his ongoing effort <laughs> for wellness and change here's a hint <laughs> of a better way to do it his world seems to be centered around that. The producer of his podcast, who's also his good friend, mm -hmm. sort of every other sentence is framed that way. Mm -hmm. Because the you Dax do so much. Project. Yeah, the Dax <laughs> self-improvement project that Dax is leading and Dax is doing. And we deeply, deeply support it. And to deeply support it, we want to give you some hints on how mm -hmm. normal or mm -hmm. how we function. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When Dax's way is excellent. 
Mm-hmm. And it's an elf way. Mm-hmm. And it is got, it's not dysfunctional. There's it's not no dysfunction. Because it's tied in with a story of like, I've got mental health stuff in my background. And so this is dysfunction in me. I have all this trauma. So yes. this is dysfunction in me. He talks often about, you know, wanting to pick fights and then mm-hmm. Kristen's being mortified by that movement. He spoke in one of his podcasts about being in a security through an airport. And the security TSA person um, requiring him to go again and again through this security check and take off more and more clothes um, in a way that was wildly inappropriate, hugely inefficient. Mm. And Dax's response was a very real no. And that no looked like anger, which is a very healthy way to express no. (laughs) People are so afraid of anger. (laughs) When anger is stifled, it's dangerous. Mm. And when anger is repressed, it creates health concerns. And when it is inappropriately, accusatorily, pushed on another person, it is offensive. But as a movement in itself, just just rising up and having its own expression, which is what Dax was doing, he was incredibly frustrated. He was angry. He wasn't ripping a piece out of a guard. Mm -hmm. He wasn't ripping a piece out of the TSA. He was literally just expressing authentically his own frustration, his own anger, and pointing out solutions. He's a he's an elf. He was mm-hmm. visionary. He's pointing out all these solutions. That was his experience. Unfortunately, Kristen was with him, and she is a hobbit. And hobbits are very sweet-natured, <laughs> <laughs> hard on their sleeves, um, and very aware of the environment and the space. She's also mm-hmm. a major, major celebrity. Mm-hmm. And so she felt herself being both offended and embarrassed by by Dak's outburst and an enormous projection by her. And then while Dax was speaking about it, he was internalizing it, that what he was doing was so wrong Hmm. and part of his dysfunction. And she was looking for how she would solve it. Mm. which was a very friendly and a soft conversation with the TSA agent, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and sort of being unbothered by it. Mm -hmm. Dax is an elf. He's visionary. He's looking at the solution. He's seeing the inefficiency. He's feeling the pressure of all of that and the effort of it. Um, And so... I don't know. I don't want to say something like he's being gaslit. But his reality and his organic expression is constantly being questioned by the people around him as a dysfunctional way to move. Mm -hmm. But of the players, (laughs) Dax is the only one in that room. If it's a TSA agent, Kristen and him, Dax is the only one who's done enough self-inquiry and self-awareness practice to actually see and express what's true. Mm. And no one else needs to. The TSA Mm -hmm. agent doesn't need to. Kristen Bell doesn't need to. Dax Mm. has always felt the need to. Mm -hmm. And so he is actually the one who's Mm -hmm. much more expert at what's happening internally. Which isn't about him being an elf. That's just his calling in life. He's really interested in his own awakening and his own healing. In his own healing. Mm -hmm. And if you ask me, it was a perfect expression Mm -hmm. that was very healthy Mm -hmm. of his frustration and his anger at a glitch in the TSA system. And his upset was bringing awareness to that glitch. Mm -hmm. And then that would have helped solve the glitch for the next people coming through. But later projections on it and even as he told the story of it it came with Mm -hmm. this extra helping of shame Mm -hmm. of his a story of he's dysfunctional therefore and the better way to do it would be the friendly soft hobbit way But, you know, Megan being a hobbit and myself being an elf we run into this very situation 
Almost daily. Almost daily. I was thinking about the uh, when we were in that small town in the ice cream shop where they were like, <laughs> and Kieran just had a solution for them, like it was a fun shop and that they didn't have samples. And she had a full on business solution within a matter of 30 seconds um, for these folks who didn't run their shop very efficiently. I could care less. <laughs> I was already out the door as a hobbit. Like I was like, oh, they don't have the fudge in the way that I want it. I'm looking for the next fudge shop because I'm oriented around the actual food <laughs> and the actual stuff. And I can see that the people are not, it's not going to happen here. But the, she's already 10 steps ahead with her ideas. I'm aware that there's an owner and the owner isn't probably present mm -hmm. and that the people working are running the business into the ground mm -hmm. in an area completely supported by tourists. It was a very, very touristy area who would want this service. Mm -hmm. So neither the tourists were being served, the owner wasn't being served, no one was being served by the ineffectivity mm -hmm. of these people. So that, mm -hmm. I, I could actually care less mm -hmm. about the fudge. Mm -hmm. I didn't care. <laughs> I was aware of so much loss of, of potential and fulfillment mm -hmm. everywhere. And also the effort in the employees to be so inefficient, mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. be so unhelpful, mm -hmm. right? They just could not, we wanted something, the same things that every single tourist coming in would want, mm -hmm. and they couldn't give it to us. And mm -hmm. how frustrating for them. And the solution was so easy and so simple. And could be like every every other fun shop has those <laughs> solutions. It's like, it's not a brain. You know, so that's where I was. But anyways, what I was thinking is what we often do is if if it's going to be a difficult situation a tourist trappy mm -hmm. place that's going to move slow inefficiently and going to have a lot of glitches megan goes first mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's friendly and disarming and lovely <laughs> and so she'll go and i don't first. really care and she doesn't question. care i don't care because what am i doing <laughs> for a <laughs> hobbit it's like there's no rush like we walk to mordor right like i i take a two-hour walk it's uh, i'm enjoying the walk so to me it's i'm enjoying the smells i'm looking at the fudge i'm enjoying the face of the person you know serving me <laughs> I have no interest in their business model. And I definitely want to see if they have peanut butter fudge. Um, so this is, so if we, if, if the elf senses that this is kind of running this way, I'm, I'm happy to go first. It, and, and so we're, we're listening, we're listening for who's the match here. And we're not, I'm not, I'm not telling Kieran not to be upset about the business model and she's not telling me to speed up and I should be angry that they don't, you know, that they're not running things well. We're, we're not in each other's business. We're just running. We're just moving. We, Kieran calls it being alone together. We're learning how to just stay in our own, our own energy and our own flow with other people. And we can tell, we can tell if it's a more hobbity situation or a more elf situation. And I'll lead if it's an elfy situation. Yep. And Megan will come up behind mm -hmm. or Megan will lead. And so it definitely it was a TSA situation and we were late for a plane. Megan would go first. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's A, going to be super glitchy. It's going to absolutely be a problem for the elf. Yeah. And so Megan's going to just soften and smooth that system through so that I can follow in her. She's going to mm -hmm. take the wind, basically. Yep. And I'm yep. going to cycle behind. Yeah. And as, it's not her windbreak. Exactly. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, yeah. So there's no projection that I am coming from a dysfunctional place no. because I am ex I'm expressing anger yes. in a public space. Yes, and really we're talking about fundamentally then right and wrong, right? Right and wrong ways of doing things come into question, which is this, the cultural beliefs, right? This is good, this is bad. Friendly is good and, you know, angry is bad. <laughs> and, and we're here to say, no, what's true? <laughs> yes. What's, what's true? What's true? What's true? And then the reverse situation in that same day in the same tourist town, and there was other people with us. Mm -hmm. It was a gathering. We were out. Uh, Megan had her wallet stolen. Mm -hmm. And in that space, I lead. Yeah. <laughs> so she looks at me and says, my wallet's stolen. I have the strategy of how we're going to look for that in two and a half seconds. Mm -hmm. First, we have to check all of up and down both sides of the street. I think this is who really did it, because given this situation and the layout of this land, 
the the opportunity could have only come from here to steal a wallet. So let's so I'm strategizing how we can get to that space <laughs> where it most likely came from from. And so I'm leading with my with vision and strategy and plan. And it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's complimentary. Very complimentary. And so all the colors of our being is welcome in private and public. Yeah. You're allowed offense and outrage and disgust mm-hmm. and dismissal. And if it's authentic, it has got some intelligence to it. Mm-hmm. And we spend an enormous amount of energy challenging it. Yeah. And thinking that there's a better way. And the better way represents this very imposition story of harmony mm-hmm. and it's not so no the less compromise the better in all and things in all things mm-hmm. in all things that it's so effortful and so painful is a reason mm-hmm. it's not a useful tool it yeah. is not very skillful it will not get you far you can use that effortful and painful to wake you up, though. Because <laughs> if it's effortful and painful, you know you're not in alignment. You're probably trying for a compromise. So stop. Come come into your body. See what's possible. See if you can find your hobbit movement or your elf movement. You know, it's there. It's there. It didn't it didn't go away. You just you just were tuned into a story that you were supposed to be another way. Yeah. Okay. So long episode. We had a lot mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you bring us into the celebrity. Oh, world, yeah. We got an opinion for every single one of them. We got some opinion. <laughs> so we want to hear from you. And you can reach us, of course, at the Facebook page, Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Trace and Megan Rockel. And um, no matter when you're listening to this, just reference the episode and wade in with your opinion. Um Again, we're very American-centric, so we also really love to hear from Mm -hmm. other parts of the globe, Bollywood celebrities or celebrities from (laughs) K-pop artists and traditional Japanese kimono. And like the the more opinions waiting in here, the richer our awareness all grows on this sort of thing. Mm. And we love you. Love you. Hey, thanks for listening. We always love to hear what you think. Your input helps us make a better show. You can like us and subscribe to us. You can also send us any feedback, outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, we'll see you here next week. See you next time. <laughs>